0: Listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. It's easy, writes the biblical scholar Emerson Powery. It's easy to handle a parable speaking, disciple calling, village loving, synagogue attending Jesus. Much more difficult to understand the end of the world apocalyptic prophet figure who distanced himself from family and religious institutions, right? Don't you get that? She listened to Michael as he stood to read those words, and it was about wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, and the beginning of the birth pangs. Surely some of you were thinking, oh, it's one of those passages, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. What's Jamie going to say? It's the reality when a church community follows the rhythm of the church calendar. As so we move towards the end of one year and into the opening weeks of Advent, which begins just two weeks from this evening, the lectionary has us read urgent texts, crisis texts, and yes, apocalyptic texts. Early this week, I was sitting in a Starbucks waiting for an appointment to arrive, and I was looking over the lessons for the week, all the while I was being serenaded by Mel Torme, singing of chestnuts roasting on an open fire, followed by Burl Ives wishing me a holly jolly Christmas. Starbucks might have created a little tempest in a teapot this year, making their decision to go with just plain red holiday cups. No snowflakes, no snowmen, no reindeer, no angels. But they sure aren't shy about their music playlist. And I happen to be sipping a cup of Christmas blend coffee. Reading this text from Mark in that context was so incredibly out of sync and it was early enough in the week that none of us knew anything about what happened in Paris. But you know it's not just Paris where there are rumors of war this week. The day before that happened there ISIS launched probably a more violent attack in Beirut. And on Thursday morning, Al-Shabaab moved their military radicals into a Kenyan university campus and killed over 150 Christian students there. Wars and rumors of war. Had I known that, this text might have rung differently. Burl Ives and all that music notwithstanding. But that being out of sync is actually what the whole calendar, what the whole lectionary is intended to do. In fact, it's precisely what Jesus is doing with his disciples in this reading. He's putting them out of sync with what they're expecting. They've been in the temple. Jesus has been engaged in a series of confrontations with various religious authority figures Resistance and hostility toward him is building. They wanted to arrest him, Mark had noted, but they feared the crowd. And just when they're making their way out of the temple, one of those disciples said to him, Look, teacher, look at the temple, look, what great stones, what large buildings. As I suggested in last week's sermon, that unnamed small-town disciple is basically saying, golly gee, would you look at this place? Nothing like this back home in Galilee. There wasn't anything like it back home in Galilee. Nor was there even a building close to its scale, within hundreds of miles. This temple was Herod's great vanity project, begun by his father, and still uncompleted at the point that Jesus and his disciples were visiting. The plaza on which that great temple stood was 144,000 square meters. Think of that. The large stones that so impressed that unnamed disciple were 7.5 meters by 2.5 meters by 3.5 meters. Again, think about that. And then consider the force of what Jesus says about those large stones. Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. You have to wonder if that raised at least one or two eyebrows in the midst of that company of disciples. He can't be serious. This place can't come down. And if he he is serious, there's got to be some major crisis that's going to destroy it, which is The point, there is a very serious crisis looming. And for all that people looked at this temple as being the most solid of places, both literally, consider the scale, but also metaphorically, it was their spiritual and sacrificial center, after all. Less than 40 years after Jesus' death, it would indeed come crashing down. As N.T. Wright observes, many people have read Mark 13 as a chapter mainly about the end of the world, which it certainly isn't. The main subject remains the fate of the temple in Jerusalem and of Jesus' followers in the time leading up to the temple's demise. No one imagined that that temple could be destroyed But the Romans did it. No one imagined that Jerusalem would be devastated and that the Jews would be chased from their spiritual and national home. But the Romans did that too. For Jews and for Jewish Christians, it was the end of the world as it had been known Yet, if N.T. Wright is correct in suggesting that the main subject is the fate of the Jerusalem temple, what do we make of this language of war, earthquakes, and famines, and them being but the beginning of the birth pangs? Here, Jesus is drawing on a well-known apocalyptic vocabulary from the book of Daniel, and from various non-canonical writings that were popular, well-known at the time. Apocalyptic is crisis literature. It gives symbolic voice in times of upheaval and chaos. It names a truth. When read, though, from the relative comfort of a stable and secure social context... Apocalyptic can seem either esoteric or just plain weird. It gets some people working away on decoding its secrets, interpreting its numbers and its symbols, often with little understanding of what those symbols meant to the people actually immersed in the crisis. If we put together these signs with those symbols add the significant numbers from this text in that book, and just figure out who the beast is, then we'll know. We'll know when the world is going to end. When Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when this will be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about? To be accomplished. Details. Jesus, give us details. If you're listening, though, you'll realize he never actually answers their question, not directly, doesn't give them details. Beware, he says, that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. But you're not to fall into that kind of a lie he effectively says to them, you're to hold tight. Even as the chapter continues, the language of crisis and apocalyptic ramps up and seems to be about more than just that temple, more than just about Jerusalem. Even as it feels as if its focus is indeed on a world-ending kind of crisis, Jesus refuses to give them some magic key with which to unlock some code. About that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father, he says. Beware. Keep alert. You do not know when the time will come. Keep alert, Jesus says. Keep awake. What I say to you, I say to all. Keep awake. He still says those same words to us. And maybe there is something particularly poignant or particularly painful or particularly troubling about those words in the light of these past three or four days in world politics. The words of Emerson Powery, despite the global disasters that surround us, some instigated by first world practices, we'd still rather think about a messianic figure who has already arrived and called on us to be kind to our neighbors. And isn't that true? Wouldn't it be so much simpler if I were here preaching on the parable of the Good Samaritan? Well, maybe. But only if you set aside how controversial the idea of a good Samaritan was in that world it would be almost like somebody in the streets of Paris tonight talking about the good ISIS soldier. Occasionally, Powery adds, it may be an important reminder to hear an ancient prophet cry out about the fragile nature of our world. Again, this weekend particularly, we hear of that fragility Every time the radio goes on. Or, as Micah Keel has it, when directed to a people accustomed to live in relative comfort, in security and stability, these words from Mark 13 become a powerful theological vehicle, suggesting that God is up to stuff that is beyond the human ken. The community's job is to simply stay awake for it. It functions like a rumble strip on the side of a highway meant to jar the community awake as it nods off and drifts toward the ditch. Isn't that a great image for this genre of apocalyptic? It is that rumble strip that you hit, and oh, you're back, I'm awake again, I'm alert, I'm paying attention, so yes... Even if the temple is the main thing in view in Mark 13. The call to stay awake, to not drift into the ditch while driving 100 kilometers an hour down the highway, that's a crisis image all of its own, isn't it? That call is real. Now, and again, especially this weekend, hear it in light of the closing words from our reading from the Epistle to the Hebrews this evening. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Wakefulness and watchfulness are not passive activities. Marked by a deep patience and freed of anxious symbol-reading and number-interpreting speculation, to be awake is to provoke. Isn't that a great word that the writer of this epistle uses? To provoke one another to love and good deeds. As a people of encouragement and deeply hope filled anticipation, that cuts right against the grain of apocalyptic fearfulness or of a need for anxious control. To provoke one another to that vision as a people of encouragement and hope filled patient anticipation. What a tonic in face of all we hear on the news this weekend. Jesus always cuts against the grain, doesn't he? In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. (music) listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For more information on the Church, or to offer your support for our ministries, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca.